Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Stop comparing yourself to others and plug into what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, parents, and mentors like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective at what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jim P. Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make. And... Have fun doing it. Your personality is your business. So let's get down to business. Did you hear that big thump? No. Somebody fall? I'm not really sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm, only uh, my quiet kid is home, so I'm not. I was like, what is that? <laughs> I haven't listened to it all, but my husband's like, I think you can break it into two episodes. I said, maybe yeah. I'll have to do that. Yeah. Just make it into two episodes if it's if it's that good. Yeah. And... I don't think psychology is going to be, you know, like a surface level co- topic either. No, it's fine. I mean, I read, I read the book. It was great. Yeah, by the, the, whole, way. the whole thing? I read the whole thing. Uh, there were, there, I mean, there was a couple of sections where you were listing like the differences between all nine and it was kind of like, I'll, I'll skim these, yeah, but skim, for the yeah. most part, I mean, I read, you know, word for word, 98% of it or something like that. So awesome. Uh, mostly this week, I, I, I. I wasn't a time to look back at your message that too, but I looked back at your message, I think at the beginning of the week and, and I remembered it as, you know, skim these two parts and read these two parts. And I kind of just, I think my brain just went, oh, chapters, like I'll read two chapters and skim two chapters. And then I saw, oh no, it's read this half of the book and skim this half of the book. That's different. <laughs> and I'm not a skimmer because my, my brain just goes. So yeah, it takes a little focus, but yeah, no, it was great. Lots of, lots of cool uh, takeaways and stuff. So, and so yeah. Uh, what I hear, it's a quick read. So, um, like, you know, people say like, oh my gosh, I, I sat down and next thing I know I'm on chapter eight. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. 
it's quick. I mean, there's a lot of, of, you know, phrases and terminology that, you know, you created. And that was the other thing too, is it's like, I don't know how much of this is your original stuff versus how much is Enneagram based. And obviously you cited other sources and things like that too. But... Ooh, maybe we can talk about that. Okay. Yeah. There were, but there were times where I had to go, okay, wait, what was this again? And I had to go back a couple of pages or a couple of chapters. And, okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Now I got it. So, um, cause it builds on each other so much. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. But... <clears throat> Let's go ahead and get started. Okay. Um, does my microphone sound okay? I switched to the good one and just wanted yeah. to make sure. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, the, the latter analogy was great. And, and just the concept of, of blind spots. And I'm, I'm so excited that, you know, we're getting to talk about this today because I think that is the, the, the most powerful takeaway from the book for me and for so many people is when, if we can acknowledge that we don't see or understand or know everything and then figure out how to apply that and, or understand it, it makes all the difference in the world. And, and this is relatively new for me. Um, you know, the, the book kind of cemented it, but you know, as recently as a few years ago, when I started having, um, you know, teaching and having, um, you know, Q and A's and coaching calls and things like that, and people would show up and not have any questions to ask. And it would be baffling. You know, first of all, it was like, you know, I believed in my course, but I didn't believe it was so good. There were like no questions to be answered. Right. And especially in social media, because so much of it is customized to our, our strengths, our personalities and, and all, and our businesses. And, and finally asked somebody who had been showing up to a coaching call every week for, I think, like eight weeks. And I said, you never asked a single question. And they said, well, I didn't really have any questions, but I don't know what I don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. And so I just showed up to learn from other people and I got so much from it. And that had never occurred to me at the time. It was the first time it had kind of all of a sudden, you know, I realized like, oh yeah, we don't know what we don't know. And, and that's great. Um, and more recently, uh, a few months ago, I had a member um, come and I said, hey, you know, do you have any questions? And she said, nope, I'm here lurking with intent, which has become one of my favorite three word phrases now. Um, but it, she just was putting herself in a space to learn, you know, what she didn't know. And, uh, and so I love that. And so now I use that in my calls. I say, if you have a question, great, let me know. If you don't, and you're just here to, you know, to quote my you know, new friend Lee lurking with intent, then that's great as well. Um, you know, but here's how to kind of make the best of it. And so acknowledging that blind spots exist, especially knowing the ones that we are prone to because of our personality types, I think is, is so strong and so powerful. And, and it, it clearly explains why different people come into my programs with different angles on what they're trying to figure out. So that was great clar clarity for me after reading the book. It's like, oh, that's why this person comes in and they get what the algorithm is supposed to do. And it's, you know, no problem. And then this other person comes in and they get that you have to get somebody's attention right away. But other people don't get that at all. And it never even occurred to them because they're approaching it, you know, either, you know, through heart or mind or um, what's the other one? Body. Body. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Were you going to make me, are you going to make me stand here awkwardly till I remembered it? Because I was, I was waiting for you to answer. You were doing motions and sometimes okay. that jogs our memory. So <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that was, I, I think so, so powerful and, and such a, an incredible part of the book and can benefit people in so many ways. Thank you. I love that you said the lurking with intent is that curiosity you know, that curiosity of we don't know that we need to be aware if we're not even curious to find out what we don't know. 
Yes. Yes. And, and if your life is, is busy, like I know yours is, and mine is, you know, I've got two tiny humans and run my own business and all of the things it's, 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 that's how I spend my, you know, for me, it's hiking, but if you've got driving time, if you've got uh, walking time, exercise, you know, whatever it might be, or first thing in bed in the morning or at night is, you know, listening to podcasts like this one or uh, reading books or whatever it might be is such a great way to lurk with intent, you know, and, uh, and learn more about the things that you don't know. And not, it's, it's really important to, to, I think, you know, find things that you aren't necessarily interested in. Cause if we just follow our interests all the time, we're definitely, you know, avoiding the blind spots. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes if there is something that I feel like is missing from my toolkit or whatever it might be, I'm not going to go and I'm not going to consume all the available content, which as we know now in the age of the internet is endless on any given topic, (laughs) (laughs) but I'll go and I'll look for something that is, you know, highly rated, um, you know, highly consumed, popular, but also, you know, sort of beginner friendly. And and it's amazing what those pieces of content do to help us understand the things we don't and reveal our own blind spots and, and make us more sensitive and aware of, of everybody else around us and what they're doing and thinking. That's great. So being new, was there a, being new to the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. was there a burning question about the book that was like, oh, I'm not sure I got this. I want to make sure I asked Jen about that. Um, Yeah, I had one and I don't know if this was because I Googled it and I didn't find anything sufficient, (laughs) but you, you talked um, about the little T truth and then the capital T truth. And you did that with a few other, um, a few other words too, you know, referring to the little T and the capital tree. And I, and I Googled the capital T truth and a bunch of different stuff came up as often does with Google. Um, but I would love to hear you talk just kind of a little bit more about that. Cause that's the, that's one part that I didn't fully understand. I think, I, I think it's related to our, um, our, you know, perception of the truth versus what the actual truth is. But can you talk a bit about that? Yes, that's exactly it. So our little T truth is our reality and the way we see the world through our eyeballs, the way we feel it with our hands. For example, let's say you don't have nerve endings in your hands. This is an odd example. I should think these examples through before I start saying them. (laughs) Uh, You should go with it. it. (laughs) So let's say that um, one, one of your hands has no nerve endings and the other one does and you go touch astroturf for example one hand is going to have a different experience than the other hand one hand's going to just feel the pressure and the other hand is going to feel the pressure and the scratchy sensation but so which one is the truth it was the example the parable about the elephant the blind man and the elephant Mm, yeah. That the truth, the capital T truth is that it's an elephant and an elephant looks a certain way, has a trunk, has ears, has legs and, and a tail. But because each man was groping, <laughs> <laughs> that was the word I used. I think it was what the original vocabulary was. But since each man or were groping just a piece of the elephant, they each had a different perception, a little T truth. I mean, it was true. Yes, right. Yeah. Right? Like an elephant is like 
this is flat. If the guy who had the ear, an elephant is flat. An elephant is like a tree because I'm touching the leg. Oh, an elephant is like a twig because I'm touching the tail. Right. Uh, but it's not the the whole picture of it, which is the capital T truth. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I understood it. And I just, I'd never, I, 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 it felt like one of those things I've maybe seen or heard in passing before, but not used as extensively as you did. And so when it came up like the third time, it was like, oh, I have to figure this part out. Maybe I'll ask Jen about this part. So. Well, I'm sure other people had that exact same question. So I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. But a, a lot of times what people try to do, okay, so like, say I'm holding the elephant's leg and you're holding the elephant's tail, we will sit there and argue, no, the elephant's like a tree. No, the elephant's like a twig. Right. And, <laughs> and we're both right. But because we can't see, literally, they were blind men, right? We can't acknowledge that the other person is right also because we are not really seeking the capital T truth. Whereas if we were, maybe I would go stand in the same position as you are and go, oh my gosh, you're right. And I'm feeling it with my own hands that, that this part of the elephant that, or this part of the truth right. that you can see is indeed accurate and yeah. then apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and that's such a great analogy, I think, for for the entire book is that everybody has their own little T-truth and it's finding that understanding that is so powerful. And, uh, you know, as I'd said, I'm, I'm, I feel like that this will help me. I, and I know that, you know, parents aren't necessarily your target for the book, but I think it'll help me as a parent more than anything else, because that's, in my mind, that's the hardest job I have. And it's just changing all the time. And uh, understanding your kids can be so, so powerful. And, but even just acknowledging that they're not the 11 year old that you were <laughs> is, 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 you know, massive. And obviously we all see traits of ourselves in our kids. You are like, oh, you're just like your mom like that, or you're just like me like that, or whatever it might be, but they're still not the same. And even if they do the same things, it may not be from the same motivations. Right. So really, really powerful. Exactly. And I did write on an index card this morning. It says Enneagram for parents. That was, that is a workshop that I'm thinking about doing <laughs> it'd be a great yeah it'd be a great workshop a great um market i mean first of all because it's endless <laughs> in terms of of people but if if you know if, if you can convince the people up front that it's just like you know you don't know your kids as well as you think that you do because we all have blind spots you know as soon as you can convince somebody of that assuming that they're like most of us, I think, and we want to be the best parent that our energy allows, <laughs> you know, and I say that just knowing that I am very flawed at a parent and sometimes it's early bedtime because I just don't have time to parent. I don't have the energy to parent anymore. Um, then, you know, we want to do, you know, we will want to learn more about that in the same way that when you have a newborn coming and you go to shop for car seats, Nobody buys the cheapest car seat. I believe that there are there are car seats that are just sitting there uh, and nobody ever buys them. And it's the same one that's been on this, the shelf for, uh, you know, 50 years or whatever, because we're like, well, I mean, I, I, I don't care about my kids' safety at least. I want at least to get this mid-level one. 
Right. And that, that example always is in my head because my wife wanted to get the one that was substantially more. And it's like, who am I to tell my pregnant wife? Well, I don't care about my child's safety as much as, as you do. So that's fine. Well, you know, so we're not going to get that $250. I mean, oh my God, the prices on car seats. Um, but we're going to, we're, we're not going to do that one. Right. Talk about marketing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my point. Parental guilt is, <laughs> it's, is extremely powerful. Yeah. Often abused. I don't know any parent who has said, oh, I am a perfect parent or I was a perfect parent. In fact, um, just this past holiday, visiting my parents, my mother said, you know, sometimes I think back and I really wish I had done, you know, such and such. And I, and I said, you know, mom, I think that's just a parent thing. And and you did nothing wrong. We all turned out great. <laughs> yeah. And and she goes, you know, I think you're right. I said, I don't know a single parent that is 100% satisfied with the way that they parent because we care so much. Yeah. That's the big thing. And I think going back to the, the little T truth and the big T truth, I think the biggest lesson there is that your little T truth is valid. It is valid. It's not complete, yeah. but it Great. is valid. And so um, there are people who will kind of get down on themselves and it's like, oh, well, I should have done this and I should have done that. I said, well, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't in your scope at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I'm not one of those people that believes in spending too much time on regret. Um, but there's certainly lots of things that, you know, would I, would I have done things differently unless starting 11 years ago? Of course I would. But that's okay. You know, you learn and, and, and you move on. Or saying, I sure wish we had this app way back when. <laughs> right. <laughs> or even an app. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been nice? Well, this has been such a lovely talk, Jerry. I appreciate you so much taking the time to sit with me and just be really nerdy. <laughs> My pleasure. My pleasure. Now, this was fun. And it was, you know, having the conversation helped me get a deeper understanding of all of it as well. So this was, was uh, definitely mutually beneficial. And again, Congratulations on writing and releasing a book and already collecting sales and reviews and, you know, all of those things. And I, I think this is going to be an incredible asset that will serve you and, and your business. And uh, more importantly than that, the ripple effect of all the people that will help and all the people, those people will help for, you know, years and years to come. Thank you. So I will be talking to you soon. All right. Sounds all right. good. Thanks, Jen. Bye. I hope you like the little behind-the-scenes blooper snippets you got at the beginning of this episode. I have one last comment to make about parenting in the Enneagram that didn't get mentioned in this episode, but I think it's important for me to address it. Please, please, please respectfully decline typing your children on the Enneagram. It's very tempting, especially if you're an Enneagram fan, but we need to remember that their brains and personality are still developing all the way up until age 25. And there is so much unnecessary learned masking that might form if young minds are pigeonholed instead of being allowed to expand and explore and ex experience their life as integrated, integrated little souls. So if you think you might be interested in the Enneagram for Parents workshop that I mentioned to Jerry in this episode, do me a favor and DM me on Instagram. My handle is at powercoachjen. And just say, yes, I would like to attend your Enneagram for Parents workshop. 
if there's enough interest, I'll kind of scooch that up the priority list. Now, many of the communication and teaching tactics that I've used with my own children and in the classroom with elementary and lower grammar school students, this is what I'm teaching in the nine acknowledgement languages course. And yes, it's super useful for parents, but it's geared for any relationship, any relationship that you have with humans, specifically those that you don't know what their Enneagram type is. So go ahead and get on the communication list for the launch of that course and the group coaching at the grand opening of Unbox University. Just go visit go.unboxenneagram.com grand. All of the season two interviews were so good. It's been very hard to hear some of the stuff get edited out. So that's why you've been getting bonus episodes in the middle of the weeks. Now, this has been part two of my conversation with Jerry Potter. If you didn't listen to part one, be sure to go back and listen to that one because he really uncovered some of my own blind spots for me. Like I said, I'm unboxing myself still so that I can unleash more of my power. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.